Italian Wine Podcast. Chin Chin with Italian Wine People. This podcast is brought to you by Native Grape Odyssey. Native Grape Odyssey is an educational project financed by the European Union to promote European wine in Canada, Japan, and Russia. Enjoy. It's from Europe. Hello, this is the Italian Wine Podcast with me, Monty Wardy. My guest today is Henry Devar. Henry is a faculty member of the Venitaly International Academy, which is an educational organization trying to unpick the intricacies of Italian wine. Now, today, Henry is going to talk about Verdicchio, the Verdicchio grape, with specific reference to the Marche region of Italy, which is in the, on the Adriatic coast of Italy. Welcome, Henry. Thanks, Matti. Great to be here. Great. It's uh, not often I get to interview some, somebody quite so eminent, a faculty member. So when we think about Verdicchio and the Marche, what are we talking about uh, in general? Just give us a little soundbite about what we can expect to hear over the next uh, half an hour or so of chat. I think it's important first to isolate the Verdicchio grape and the characteristics of the Verdicchio grape, and then really dig into the, the territory of the Marque. When we talk about the territory of the Marque, we're going to be distinguishing two specific growing areas, the Castelli di Esi, which is the more Adriatic-influenced, coastal-influenced region, and then we'll talk about Matelica, which is way up in the pre-Apennines, if you will, the more continental, more rugged climate, if you will, and the wines certainly express that as well. Okay. So let's start off with the characteristics of the Verdicchio grape. Verdicchio itself takes its name from the color green, verde, means green in Italian, and the grapes certainly uh, have this distinct green hue, although they tend to lighten up, uh, become more golden as the growing season progresses. This green hue is actually super important to maintaining a sense of freshness and aromatic intensity over the uh, duration of aging of Verdicchio wines. So I've tasted older Verdicchio wines going back 15, 20 years, and it's these Verdicchio wines that still maintain this suggestion of green freshness that um, the, the most intensely aromatic, the most fresh expressions of Verdicchio tend to have in common. Okay, so you mentioned those two zones, Verdicchio from Yezi, the Castelli di Yezi, which is the, the castles of Yezi, which is the historic term, and Matelica. Let's, which is the bigger zone of the two? Yezi is by far the bigger and most and better known of the two regions, about, about 3,000 hectares, sorry, Metallica rather, is about a tenth the size, so 300 hectares. And it's probably not surprising that uh, the Castelli di appellation is just more well known. Certainly in my market, I think Metallica is, is less, less imported and less well known, more likely because of the smaller uh, hectare overall. Okay, so let's get a, maybe we can start by getting a, a sense of the size. Uh, we've got the, obviously got the size of the vineyard, but the let's see if we can get a sense of Yezi as a as a place. Are there lots of villages in the Yezi region, or uh, there are producers in the Marquet, especially in the Castilla di Yezi growing area, have actually done a lot of research into the region. They've broken down the region into ninety nine MGAs. And just an like an, an, an MGA is a it's a mentione geografiche aggiuntive so what that means it's a crew just like you'd have in Barolo or in Barbaresco I think this is admirable but perhaps a little bit over enthusiastic on the part of the growers here I think certainly if we t- talk about the Yezi area in terms of communes 
communes like Barbara, communes like Monte Carotto or Cooper Montana and Piavalta, or sorry, San Paolo on the uh, southern side of the Asino River. Um, that's probably more useful to what we need to understand Yesi regionally okay. at this point. Okay, so in terms of hectareage, uh, how big is Yezi roughly in terms of its verdicchio? We're talking about 2,700, 2,800 or so hectares. Okay, and Metallica? About 300, almost a tenth. In terms of, uh, we've got these two zones, the Yezi, the big one, the Yezi, which is close to the Adriatic, and the Metallica, which is sort of isolated in its own little uh, valley, shall we say. If I'm going to Yezi and I want to visit some vineyards, and I'm thinking, wow, there are all these, you know, it's a, it's a big area. Can you break that down for me, maybe into, say, two parts? Certainly. Yezi, you can divide very, very simply into to northern, or let's say the left bank of the Asino River, and then the southern slopes, or the right bank of the Asino River as it travels from the west to the east into the Adriatic. Right, so that Asino River is a, is, is a key sort of marker. I think so. I think so. I think the landscape certainly changes in the north around the towns of Barba, or the communes, if you will, of, of Barba and Corinaldo, for example. You have a very different landscape. The Marque is known for being a, a very influential agricultural region and you get these rolling hills gentle hills and the, the, the landscape seems to define the wines as well Verdicchio is known for having a high acidity but the wines are never austere in the Yesi area especially on the northern slopes you know someone joked that one time that Chablis for example should be painful when young I think the wines of the Castelli di Yesi are never painful in terms of their their angles and their acidity on the southern slopes you start to see more of a rugged not quite extreme, but certainly a greater presence of slopes, so higher altitude vineyards in the south, more extreme slopes. And the wines show this a little bit, definitely a little bit of a higher acidity, a greater pungency. Things change completely as we move into Metallica. Okay, so let's move off to Metallica. So if I, I'm going to say, right, I, I, I get this broad divide between the north side of the Asina River and the south side. So I'm going to turn up with two bottles, one from the north and one from the south. I'm going to arrive in Metallica. I'm going to open a bottle of Metallica. And what am I going to say? Oh, it tastes pretty much like the two Yezi wines I brought. Or am I going to say, oh, this is a little bit different? You're out of your mind. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because you're, when you talk about Yezi, you're talking about Adriatic wines. When you move into Metallica, we're talking about the mountains. And although we're still talking about white wines, we're talking about white wines at times can resemble red wines in terms of their structure. I think that really plays into the particular uh, microclimate of Matelica itself, again, where across this initial ridge of the pre-Apennines, in, almost into the Apennine uh, mountains, and we're in a north-south facing valley, completely cut off from this tempering influence, so we're much more continental. What does that mean for the growing season? It means that during the summertime, the daytime temperatures rise a lot higher. So it gets a lot warmer. So what does warmth mean for grapes? It means higher sugar accumulation, higher potential alcohol. What are we getting in the evenings? We're getting cooler nighttime temperatures. That high diurnal temperature exchange allows our grapes to maintain a higher acidity. So we've got a verdicchio with higher alcohol, higher acidity. And because we're looking to find this balance, we're extending our growing season. What happens then? We're developing these aromatic precursors, this, this potential for complexity in our wines. So not only do we have a fuller-bodied wine, we've got a wine that's higher in acidity and uh, with the potential to develop much more complex flavors. Granted, this is, a lot of this is going to re- remain to cons- producer-savvy, um, so to speak, but you're getting a, a fuller-bodied, uh, richer, m- almost white meat-worthy Verdicchio rather than the Prodetto 
pairing that you'll find in the AC for the Adriatic. Brodetto. Brodetto. Well, interestingly, um, the Marque is probably the region furthest north on the Adriatic coast that the Greeks have come to. So Ancona actually means elbow, and it's a Greek word. So Ancona is like the, the, the leading town in the, in the region. Ancona is the place you fly into when you fly into the Marque. So um, it means elbow, and uh, one of the main foods of Ancona is the Brodetto, along with foods like crudo, the Italian sushi you might expect to eat along the Adriatic. These are perfect foods for the Verdicchio of Yezi. If you want to talk about moving into the mountains, we're talking now about not crudo, but carpaccio, white meat, um, even the local lasagna called vinces grassi, something that's more stick-to-your-ribs kind of food. The Verdicchio Metallica pairs with that immaculately. You've got a wine of structure, of persistence. We tasted a lot of verdicchio during our Vanilla International Academy course here in Verona. And one of the notable things about the verdicchios we tasted, these were often reserva-level verdicchios of incredible concentration, incredible complexity, and incredible length. I think with Italian white wines, if you sometimes blink, you miss these wines. But if you taste carefully, and you taste for concentration and length, even in a young wine, you can get a sense of the potential especially for aging. And the ageability of uh, Verdicchio particularly has been quite a mystery for most people. Most people acknowledge that Verdicchio is one of Italy's greatest white wines. But what they don't know, and I think what most people haven't had the chance to taste, is mature Verdicchio. Because Verdicchio can maintain this youthful aromatic profile even 10 years from its production. But as you start approaching 12, 15 years, these wines become remarkably complex. Um, Think... Smaragd Grunerweltliner. Think, think uh, uh, Chenin Blanc. In contrast, for the younger style, think Muscadet. Think Chablis. Right. And now you get this counterpoint between coastal and uh, mountain wine, which I think uh, ridiculous too well, but again, in two very, very different styles. Great. Well, I think we got the skinny on... Verdicchio, the two Verdicchio from the Marche region, which is Verdicchio de Castelli di Iesi, which is the coastal Verdicchio. And then we go up into the mountains, we get a Verdicchio wine, white wine, but a very different beast from the Metallica region because it's a mountain wine. It's got a mountain wine and a coastal wine. I want to say thank you to my guest today, Henry Devar, faculty member of the Vinitali International Academy, for his comments and knowledge of the wines made in the Marche region from the Verdicchio grape, Verdicchio di Castelli di Iesi and Verdicchio di Materica. Thanks very much, Henry, and uh, look forward to hearing your next broadcast. Thanks, Matty. Looking forward to the next one. Thanks. This podcast has been brought to you by Native Grape Odyssey, discovering the true essence of high-quality wine from Europe. Find out more on nativegrapeodyssey.eu. Enjoy. It's from Europe. Follow Italian Wine Podcast on Facebook and Instagram.